What's up, everybody? My name is Brady Morgan. I am the host of the Budget Track Podcast. For the month of January, we are posting an episode every single day at 6 a.m. Central Time. If you haven't already, head over to Apple Podcasts, hit that subscribe button, and review and rate the Budget Track Podcast. That would be very much appreciated. And before we dive in, I want to talk about our sponsor. Social X is a community of entrepreneurs working together to make a positive impact on the world, scale their businesses, make more money, and build their networks with like-minded individuals. They teach entrepreneurs how to go from zero to six figures through weekly mastermind calls featuring top business leaders, online courses, and amazing events all over the country. If you're interested in learning more about SocialX, go to socialxevents.com and tell them you came from the Budget Trek podcast. Now, on to the show. What's going on, everybody? My name is Brady Morgan. I am the host of the Budget Trek Podcast here with a very special guest, Aaron Patton, the host of the New Age Influencers Podcast. Aaron, what's going on, man? Brady, what's happening? Thank you for having me on, man. Yeah, thanks for coming on, my man. So what I just said about you being the host of the New Age Influencers Podcast, you can tell that on social media, Instagram, Facebook, wherever, but there's obviously more to you than that. So tell me and my audience your story. Who actually is Aaron Patton? Who is Aaron Patton? All right. Um, I'd say at the top level, I'm someone that really enjoys trying new things and taking risks. And then the underlying details behind that is I was working in corporate America for about six or seven years after college, working software sales gig, uh, having some good success with it, good experience, meeting some cool people, some coworkers and whatnot. But I had to hit a point going into upper 20s where I was like, you know, if I'm still doing this in 5, 10, 15, 20 years, I don't think I'm going to become a happy person. You know, I'm happy right now because I got friends younger going to the bars and things like that. But I was like, just professionally, I'm not enjoying these conversations I'm having. At the time, my last company, I was selling financial-based software. So I was talking to accountants, CFOs, uh, accounting managers, things like that. And uh, I just wasn't, not only was I not enjoying those conversations, like giving online product demos and to those types of people, but I just wasn't passionate about the product, about helping them cut down their expenses. It was expense report software. So I just wasn't wasn't really gung-ho on the actual product, but uh, I was just enjoying the company and the culture, so I was staying there. But uh, at a certain point, I was like, you know, I got to make some damn moves. Like, it's going right. to hurt my wallet, but I really think that I owe it to myself long-term for Aaron Patton, for my life, to uh, <laughs> try to do something that I want to do. And if I don't make it work, if I fail screw it. At least I tried. Right. And I think that's, it's better to live with no regrets and failing than it is to, to never try something and have regrets. Yeah. 100%. I know Jeff Bezos says that because obviously it worked out for him, but when he was starting Amazon, mm-hmm. he lived in New York and him and his then wife moved to Seattle to, you know, create this startup Amazon. He said, it's probably not going to work, but I'll regret it if I don't try. And you hit on something that is, is like happiness being an entrepreneur, being in this space, I know you've took the leap and you're doing podcasting full time. So like, how has that affected your happiness overall? Oh, I am damn happy right now. I am. I'm the happiest you can be without making anywhere near the amount of money that I was making in my job. So um, I'm a little different is in the fact that uh, if you listen to my podcast, you'll probably hear the the tone of, of myself and just my voice and whatever it is that, you know, I'm not like this business guru who's made who's launched multiple million dollar businesses and made it. And is now just trying to fill time and impart wisdom on people about my experience. Like, no, I'm in the trenches with the audience learning actively 
you know, with the, the people that I'm interviewing and trying to apply it into my own life so that I can create some making streams where it'll set me up, but I'm also able to help other people. So it's something that uh, I, I'm thoroughly enjoying doing, but it's getting to a point where I'm going to need to start monetizing yep. uh, in a decent way or else I will have to go back to some type of job just to supplement myself and continue living, but not give up on what I'm doing right now. So yeah. uh, I think that's it's important to find happiness in whatever you're doing because you're going to have to lay a lot of damn bricks to build any type of foundation or house for something that will give you dividends on the back end. Yeah. I mean, they say anything that comes easy isn't really worth having. And I know too, growing a podcast is not easy. It's not. Sure isn't. Sure Because isn't. <laughs> there's probably about a million podcasts out there. But what was that leap like? Because I know for a lot of people taking that leap, it's a scary thing. And I'm sure you are scared shitless thinking, I'm just going all in. So what went through your head where you're like, yep, I'm doing this? Yeah. Uh, so we'll just to talk about just a previous point you made for podcasting. It's definitely a long-term game. If there's anyone out there listening that's looking to start a podcast, I think it's the best thing you could ever do just for networking purposes and just picking you know, whatever niche or industry you're in to meet really established people and get some time and learn. But you're not going to make money from podcasting you know, the first year or maybe even the first couple unless you blow up randomly. But you have to really pick something that's repeatable and fun for yourself. Like you don't have to enjoy every part of podcasting. Like I don't enjoy editing podcast mm -hmm. episodes, but it's I just hate part of editing, the overall. Dude. Yeah, it's part of the overall picture. So, and I'm enjoying that way more than what I was doing at the office. But to answer the second part of your question, or just your second statement, yeah, it was a big risk, and it is a big risk, and I'm still living that risk. But me personally, I actually kind of thrive off risk. I actually quit my job, and my initial plan was not to launch a podcast or try to get into online business, but it was to play poker. I really okay. enjoyed playing poker as a serious hobby of mine. And I thought maybe, just maybe, I could spin it into some type of long-term endeavor where I was making just as much money playing maybe three or four days a week poker. Uh, but that was not the case. And uh, I learned that lesson the hard way because poker is really, really hard for those that don't are not in that um, or don't know anything about poker or about ga the gambling world of casinos. Like It can become really, really tiresome and stressful because there's, it's a job where you go to the casino. It's like your workplace if you're a poker player. And imagine going to your job and at the end of the day, instead of you know that you made money for the hours you worked, someone goes in and takes $2,000 from you for your, for your day of work. That's, like, <laughs> that's what poker is because you have wins and losses, right? And it's right. just balancing that over time. But anyway, because I like poker and because I like risk, I don't think it was as scary for me personally as for someone else. Um, I also don't have any dependents. I'm not in a long-term relationship, like I only have to worry about myself and keep myself alive. You know, I can eat some freaking ramen noodles if I want to for seven days straight and not spend any money on food. Not that I do that, but like, you know, taking care of yourself is much different than if you do have a family when you're making that type of leap. But yeah. uh, I would just say for people out there, if you don't want to have that big inherent risk, just try to build something up on the side. And you know, when it starts to overtake the income of your actual job, then make the transition and make sure yeah. you have savings on the back end too to give yourself a runway to live. That's yeah. the one, that's the other thing for me. I had savings built up. I had stocks. I had, you know, Roth IRAs. I had different financial vehicles where I could pull money out, you know, if I wasn't making money on this right away. And I knew for a fact that I wouldn't be. So I, in my mind, I was okay with drawing down my uh, net worth over time. But just in the fact that I knew I was building something else back up to recuperate it in the future.
but it is a hard mental leap to make for a lot of people. You know, I think a lot of entrepreneurs that do make that leap, I definitely commend it because it's a tough thing to do. But when they approach it without a plan, that's when they fail. Because for you, you have a plan, you've got your savings. And you probably told yourself, this is what I'm living off for a year. But I think entrepreneurs, you know, make this leap with a thousand dollars in their checking account saying, I'm going to make it big next month. It's like, okay, we got to be real here too. You got to be realistic, which is, I was telling you before, I've made no money for my podcast. I'll be the first one to say it. So if I was to jump, well, let me backtrack too. This whole podcast started with me and my wife getting out of debt. So it started with, you know, an accountability measure to keep me and my wife accountable, essentially, to getting out of $50,000 in debt. And since then, we've paid off like 15 grand in credit card debt. It's that was since August. So that's, it's been good. But if I was to make that leap and just quit, that would be dumb. That'd be really dumb because I am not in a position to do that. But at least I can recognize that. But I think too many people don't. And I think it comes back to social media. I think social media glorifies the people that take the risk and it works. But you got to understand it's a very small percentage of people who take that risk without a plan and actually make it. Right. So true. So it's true. So true. I, just, I just did a, uh, I've been messing around with more TikToks as of late. It's just mm-hmm. a kind of a good excuse for me to act like a child basically. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I, uh, I, I just posted a, a funny uh, video clip with, I had superimposed myself on Dan Bilzerian's body with a bunch of these girls. Oh, yeah, and yeah. I was like, this is what people think making online money is about. And then I was like, backtrack and this is what it actually is and I, I zoomed into a green screen it's like does spending eight hours on your phone make you go blind and then i had to my blue blockers on so it's like <laughs> you to build an online business to build something up like it's just going to take a lot of hours and effort doing things that are of a repeatable nature and simple to do but you still have to actually do it and you have to execute it's not just yeah. you posing with a lambo with girls and just pretending that you've made it and people give you money that, you know, that's, that's overdone. That's overplayed. People see through that (laughs) stuff. Now it's not going to help you. It's a lonely game. I I think being an entrepreneur is lonely game because think about if you don't release a podcast episode for a month. I mean, at that point they're like, Oh, he fell off. Nobody cares, but you're affected. That affects you only. It doesn't affect anybody else. And I think about that as like, I've committed to posting podcast episode every day in January. If I don't do it, the only person that cares is me. No one else cares. So that's why it's a really lonely game. So I want to ask, you know, when your back's up against the wall and you, you know, inevitably you're thinking, was this the right idea? What do you think about or go back to that, you know, re-solidifies why you started this in the first place? Yeah, uh, I just go back and I think to the messages that I get from people. Um, and I think that helps me the most, aside from me just purely having fun. Like I actually, I really like scheduling interviews mm-hmm. and talking to really cool people. I've set my podcast up in a way where I am talking to really unique people, you know, such as yourself too. And uh, I think enjoying it, but then also remembering that you are actually talking to people. Yes, it's a lonely game, but podcasting or content creation, there is someone on the other end listening, whether it's true. Yeah. two people, 200, 2000, 200,000, like there are humans listening to what you are saying specifically. The, the ones that reach out and message you, like I, I run a couple of Instagram accounts of so the people that say, hey, you know, I saw this the other day. I was in a really bad place. I, I recouped my mindset that day. And now this happened because of that. I've gotten messages that said, you've changed my life. And I had no idea a person even listened to my podcast. And so that's like some of the biggest rewards that you get from it. Yeah, Granted, They're not financial rewards, but you know, if you are 
in it for the right reasons. You're having fun doing it. You have a kind of a deeper purpose behind it and helping other people that maybe are not as knowledgeable as you are or have you have gained by doing content. Then I think that's some of the best work you could ever do. And uh, I think that people that get impatient without making money, you know, I think that's something you just have to understand. Like you're mm-hmm. not going to make money right off the bat and you have to be patient. That's why you yeah. need to be patient, patient, patience. Gary Vee always says, have patience, have patience in the macro, but be taking a large amount of action in the micro. Every day, do something, have the have your actions, have your goals, do whatever it takes, but just understand it's going to take a long time. And a long time, meaning not like over 10 years, like maybe it'll take over 10 years, but I think for the average person, two to five years is a good time frame to allow people to understand that that's probably what it's going to take to build something on your own. Two to five years, I think is the average. Yeah. And and I think this is good for my audience to hear because I think the demographic of people that listen to my podcast, of course, it's about personal finance, but it's also about entrepreneurship. It's It's a younger demographic. But hearing from someone who has taken that leap and is, you know, quote unquote, eating shit in order to drive their business upward, it's good to hear that because I don't think enough people are real about that nowadays. They want to fake it. You could have came on this podcast and said, yeah, I make $100,000 a month. I would have believed you because I don't know. I have no clue. Mm-hmm. But I think realness and being genuine is, is so rare nowadays. Of course, a lot of people are, but a majority of the people on social media are not. And of course, you know, we both run podcasts. We're kind of in the same market and we know like it's hard work starting a podcast. It's not easy. It might seem easy. Even if you're only releasing two episodes a week, there's a lot more that goes on behind the scenes that no one knows. So much going on behind the scenes. I think when I started my podcast, uh, you know, again, it's around influencers, new age influencers. So it's just talking to people that are living differently and living on their own terms as opposed to just regular nine to five office lifestyles. And initially when I didn't have any proof of concept or, you know, no one had been a guest in the past and I was just starting it, I just sent hundreds and hundreds of DMs out to all these people, send out a hundred DMs, get 10 responses. And then out of those 10, maybe three agreed. And then out of those three who agreed, maybe one actually showed up to the interview. And I had to do that and build up a bank of like eight or nine interviews before I even launched anything. Yeah. And, uh, Zero. Zero is the amount of money I made from the podcast, uh, just like yourself. And I've been doing it for a year and two months. I told myself that I was going to do it for a year without giving any thought to making money, just to make sure that I could prove out the concept, make sure it was helpful, make sure people were listening, and make sure I could build a strong foundation on which to build some type of monetary house, so to speak. I mean, it happens, man. Like, Like, you reach out to a lot of people to be on your podcast. And not everybody wants to be on a podcast or they don't want to be on your podcast because it's not big enough yet. Right. But there's really no way to tell either. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It is, it is, it is. And it's just, I I love how genuine you are because like that is a real thing and then not making any money. Like that's a real thing (laughs) because that is not talked about enough. So how hard has it been or how easy has it been to actually manage your personal finances in the last year and two months without actually making any money. So I'll be the first one to say I am not the poster child for finance and for uh, doing that in the correct order or correct way. Like I know about the vehicles, I know about certain things, but uh, the way I'm doing it is not recommended. And what I mean by that is uh, leading up to when I left my job, I actually bought a place. I bought a condo downtown that has a downtown San Diego is where I live. It has, it has like a $600 HOA fee. 
Um, but I, I was, I, I bought that place and then I left a job. So like, that's such a backwards way to do things. Uh, but anyway, I, I thought to myself that I wanted to travel and I was going to Airbnb it out, which Airbnb it out short term was against HOA policy. But I said, screw it. I'm going to do it anyway. So I did it anyway. I was traveling and Airbnb it out just to cover basic mortgage costs and expenses. Uh, so I did that for like a year. You know, I wasn't always traveling. I was back and forth. But when I was gone, I had a concierge service like under the table to make sure everything transacted smoothly. And then on top of that, I was just uh, trying to travel cheaply, live cheaply, which I did. Uh, it's very easy to travel cheaply, especially in Europe. I did like a three-month Euro trip. I was letting podcast listeners, social media followers vote on which cities I went to as I was podcasting. So I had like a kind of a fun element to it. And, uh, but then for as far as finances go, I've been drawing down my savings. I've cashed out, <clears throat> I've cashed out stocks. I've uh, taken uh, early withdrawals from the Roth IRA, but Roth IRA early withdrawals, you don't get a penalty for that, for the, the after-tax dollars that you've contributed to it. Uh, so I've definitely taken out money from my overall net worth, but like, honestly, it doesn't bother me too much right now because I know for a fact, based on what I've been doing, I can always get a job and I can always get a job doing something that's related to this podcast or a marketing company or whatever. Like that, that's not a problem. I know I could get a job just based on right. the work that I've been doing. Um, so I can go get a job if I need to, but I'm really trying not to get another job. So that's why I've hit the point where after I've done podcasting for a year, I'm now launching a digital membership. It's in test phases or just starting test phases. So I have a couple, my hands in a couple different possible buckets to make money, but it's a slow process and it's probably not going to be as lucrative as I think it's going to be in my head right off the bat, but I just got to roll with the punches and just understand that I might have to bite the bullet and go back to working for a little bit. Um, as I build up this on the side, but I've definitely even seen momentum in the podcast, the growth, the social media accounts that I do. So it's it's comforting to me that I'm doing something that's long term and I'm in for the long haul, as mm -hmm. opposed to something I'm just doing purely for money and that I want to exit out. Of. Like, no, I want to be doing this for the next 10 years. Who knows where podcasting will be by then? Who knows right. what social media, personal branding will be by then? But I know money will always be a part of it. And it's important to be smart about your finances, but it just doesn't worry me as much as I think it should for a regular, a regular human being. But like I said, I don't have any dependents. I just got to keep myself breathing. <laughs> yeah. But just like you said, I mean, you know, you said maybe it won't make as much money as I'm anticipating, but maybe it'll make more. You never know. Yeah. And, and it's an asset that you're building up on your own. Like you're exactly. doing the work to build, you know, not to get a 10% commission or 15% commission. Like, no, when I make the sales, I get all the money. Yeah. And I can just put it back into business. But again, yeah. you have to create the income streams first. And back to what you're saying about, you know, not worrying about your finances. That That is something I've tried to work on more because, I mean, my wife will be the first to say it. I'm looking at the bank account all day long. And if she spends money, like I remember one time she spent like 30 something dollars getting gas. Like, I guess I saw it right when she did it. And I called her. I said, what did you spend $30 on? Because at first it doesn't tell you where it just says, you know, payment or whatever. And she's like, babe, I'm literally leaving the gas station right now. How did you see that? I'm like, I check it constantly. But she's been telling me like, you have to stop worrying so much about that. Like, yes, money does matter. But worrying about the money, especially in a podcast, and if that's all you're worried about, you're going to fail pretty hard. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty rude awakening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because when I went to Vegas, so back in November, I went to Vegas at Travis Chapel's event. Mm -hmm. And I think it was Michael O'Neill 
who was there. And he said, when you, when you launch a podcast, if you are severely worried about your numbers, you will fail. So true. So true. Yeah. I think about it all the time, every day, even if I'm not publishing an episode or even if I'm not reaching out to anyone that day for it, I still think about it, but, uh, I'd only check the stats once a week. And that's only when I upload new interviews every Monday, because I kind of have to just go into the system to upload. So yep. I just naturally see the graph, but I really don't worry about it. Like I honestly don't. It's something where I've actually gotten some uh, notifications where it's been ranked overseas. So like I was uh, the number one podcast in business for careers in Ukraine last week. Which, <laughs> that's like, crazy. It's crazy to think about like Ukraine, there's definitely a younger population in Kiev and Ukraine. And a lot of people speak English, but like, I have no insights into how many downloads that is. Like it could be 200 downloads or 2000. Like, I don't know what makes a number one business podcast over in Ukraine, but like, right. that's so cool. It is cool. in my mind that like a country outside of the U S can just so many people can listen to it. And yeah. I've been ranked in freaking Zimbabwe, Bolivia, like all these yeah. countries that aren't even English speaking countries, but it's like, wow, my voice is like all around the world. Just, from my laptop yeah. and from it, my it, microphone. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the power of podcasting is huge because just like you said, like everyone has a voice and I think people who don't start podcasts, if they like to listen to podcasts, they try to find the one where they feel like their voice is being portrayed through this person. Like I have listeners in Denmark, like Belgium and Mexico. And I'm like, that's so it's just random. You know, how, how are they listening to my podcast and or why are they listening to my podcast? How do they find it? <laughs> you know, this whole thing started about personal finance, but I like talking to genuine people in the entrepreneur space because I think it's really easy for people who want to become entrepreneurs. Like I said, early on in this episode to get discouraged or intimidated because it is such a pay to play game. And I think you probably know that too, where, you know, you see these people who do make a lot of money, how much of it is real, how much of it is fake. Are they willing to tell you what's real and what's fake? But then you've got people like you who are like, yeah, like you had a successful podcast but you're the first one to say, I don't make any money. I'm literally negative every single month <laughs> dipping into <laughs> my savings, but it is what it is. But yep. I wanted to dive into, into your podcast because I remember when I first came across your podcast, you were posting uh, like collages on your uh, personal page and it was nine guests, like the first nine guests you have. And those are some pretty big guests, your first nine episodes. So, I mean, some of them had a couple million followers and I'm thinking, how did this dude do that so early? So what was your strategy behind that? Yeah, that's uh, yeah, I appreciate you asking that because it took a lot of damn, <laughs> damn work. Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I was just, what I alluded to before in this conversation, like I sent out a hundred DMs to a hundred different people and then maybe 10 responded and then three committed. And I just kept doing that over and over. Like I came from a sales background, corporate software sales. So I was, just, I was doing that anyway, but just in an email form. Right. And following up on LinkedIn and, you know, being pleasantly persistent. That's how I frame it. It's like you're persistent. You are not stopping them or you're not stopping reaching out to them until they tell you to like F off or just no, I'm not interested or whatever, but you're doing it in a genuine, nice way. You're not like, why aren't you responding to me? No, you're just like following up meticulously, yep. pitching them the concept or what your product or service or content channel could do for them. So yeah, I just applied that tactic to the DMs and social media and Instagram specifically. And yeah, it's just amazing because everyone is reachable. Mm -hmm. Oprah can see your DM. She's probably not going to see it because she gets, gets millions of them, but like anyone can see it if they just randomly go in their inbox and check a couple messages. Uh, so yeah, but one of the biggest ones I got early on was Hamby TV, the prank yeah. couple. 
and he was such a genuine guy and so fun. But I, I literally, he was actually one of the easiest ones to get. I sent him three messages and he said, sure. And then I sent him a follow up and he's like, all right, this date works. I was like, bam, go. So like he was one of the biggest ones I've ever had on and one of the easiest ones to get on. But, and since then they've grown even more, but yeah, I, I just, uh, applied that tactic to the DMS. I honestly didn't, I didn't get any of the guests through any type of personal connection or friend of a friend or anything. It was just all pure prospecting through Instagram. Yeah. And I think it's crazy to think of how reachable these people actually are because when I first started, of course, I wanted to do interviews, but I was like, how am I going to get these people on my podcast? My first interview was actually a college friend of mine because I was thinking I have to start somewhere. So I started reaching out to people and I was getting people back saying, yeah, sure, I'll be on. And I'm like, how is this so, this is easier said than done. Or no, it's easier, it's easier done than said, right? Yeah. yeah. Because all you have to do is send a message and follow up and like, it's a numbers game. So the more you send out, the more responses you're going to get in the long run. But it's just crazy, the power, because yes, once you send out those initial messages and you know, for you, you can say, I've had Hamie TV, I've had Ravi Abuvala, I've had this person, I've had that person. People are like, oh yeah, cool. Of course I'll be on. So it's kind of like a snowball effect. So the early success you've had, I would assume has contributed a lot to your ongoing success. Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, I, I don't even put in like a 10th of the time that I did when I started into getting guests. I honestly, uh, sometimes I kind of risk it. Sometimes I don't even have a person to come on for the next Monday. I was like, Oh, now I got to schedule one. And I just reach out to like five or 10 people and at <laughs> least two of them are free and say yes, just based on the past guests I've had on. So it's like the, the proof is now there since I've been doing it for a year. So it's much right. easier to get people on. Um, but I still do have to put in the work and reach out to people, but I don't have to do it nearly as much and I don't have to worry about it nearly as much uh, since it is semi-established with the people I've had on. And I've been documenting it the entire time on social media. So I think that's important too for people, whether you have a podcast or your YouTube or whatever, just make sure that you've been documented the entire time. Like even when you have no following or even when you have no guests, just make sure that people can kind of scroll back to week one. And they're like, oh shit, this guy's been doing a yeah, weekly dude. podcast every single week for a year. He's got to be serious about it like, <laughs> or else he's insane. Like, he's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to be serious about it. Maybe I'll give it a listen now. Like, like shit, like there are some of my close friends that probably have never even listened to a full episode. Before. Oh yeah. And then they're like, damn, is Aaron still posting about this podcast? Like yeah. shit, maybe I'll give it a listen this time as opposed to like last year when they're like starting it and they're not supporting me. I, I will say when you start, like when I started my podcast and this is not, you know, hit at any of my friends or family, but they support you at first. They say, Oh yeah, sure. Awesome. That's cool. Then they stop. Then they drop off. Yeah. And cause I, I don't know if they lose interest or if they're thinking like, it's just a phase. I mean, <laughs> he just needs to get a real job. He's just, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's, there's multiple, there's multiple levels to it. Some, they're just not interested in the topic. Yeah, some people don't like about. podcasts. Like my wife does not listen to my podcast because she's like, I don't like listening to people talk. <laughs> why would I, why would I listen to that? And I'm like, okay, I understand that. Like, at least when I ask my friends, do you listen? They're just like, no, why? It's like, okay. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, the biggest reason of that podcasting is winning and growing so massively is because it's passive and people don't have to actually focus their eyeballs right. on video or exactly. read something. They can just pop it in as they're going on a train for 20 minutes. Like you can make shitty downtime turn into like productive learning time. Mm -hmm. or entertainment time if you're listening to a comedy podcast or whatever or news yeah. time if you're listening to a news podcast like whatever 
Um, I think that's the allure of it. So I would just say to your wife, like, well, what are you doing when you're waiting in line at a DMV? Like, I would much <laughs> rather be listening to a podcast or music. I mean, granted, right. she does that than just standing there and looking at the back of someone's head. Like, I mean, <laughs> come on. <laughs> and this is not a shot at my wife. If anyone reaches out to her, I'll kill you. <laughs> she just doesn't like podcasts. I understand it. And just to be completely honest, I don't listen to a lot of other people's podcasts. I don't, I don't even listen to my own. Like after I edit it and push it out, I don't listen to it anymore. And that might be different from other people, but I, I always heard people before I started the podcast of like, I don't consume my own content. I was like, that's such a weird thing. Why would you not? Yeah, I don't, I don't listen back to my episodes after they're out and published, but that's because right. I've spent the entire time kn- listening yeah. to them as I'm editing them. So I don't need to listen to it for a third I'm Like time. I know what it says. <laughs> two, two times is enough for me. Yeah, and exactly. I'll put it out there and let bygones be bygones. <laughs> I just think, man, it's, it's uh, just to go back to like the whole power of podcasting, you know, it, it, it is so different because I think, like you said, you can listen to podcasts literally all day long. You don't have to be actually listening actively. I mean, you can just have it going in the background. You don't have to be watching anything. You can literally listen to podcasts wherever you are at whatever time of the day. And I think that's what's so cool about it because, you know, I briefly talked about before we started recording John Lee Dumas. He started his podcast back in 2012. So he started at really, you know, the brink of everything. But the thing about it is, is podcasts are still hot. And yeah, I mean, we're still just, starting them and, and, and still scaling them to huge, huge levels. They're just starting to gain steam. Like, honestly, it's, I would argue that we're not even in the first inning of podcasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're still in the pregame. Like, uh, like John Lee Doom is 2012. Like, that's, that's podcasting in the dinosaur era. Like, that's oh, how yeah. far back he you know how early he was but like right now today like we're still in the ice age like you know for podcasting in five ten years i was talking with lance uh isios he does university of adversity is one of his podcasts and uh he's just talking about the landscape of podcasting and like the future of it it's like in five ten years podcasting is probably not even gonna be called podcasting anymore it's probably <laughs> called something else and it'll probably be positioned differently but like right. The people that are doing podcasts right now, you're just honing your skills and you're positioning yourself in the future. So, and with the rise of Alexa and Google Home, like granted Alexa's, she, she kind of sucks right now. She's like the dial-up version of uh, <laughs> voice uh, equipment because she's like, you know, dial-up for the internet connection back in the day. It took so long, staticky, yeah. but you know, it's the internet. And that's what Alexa is right now. When they improve it, like when Alexa's really even smarter than she is and when she can just like, pickpocket everything and you can just say Alexa I want to go to Germany and she can just do it all in the background and make sure that your preferred miles are in there and your numbers and all that like that's so huge oh yeah Gary V was talking about it it's like you need to build up your brand because if you like Alexa I want to I want to find a stockbroker she's going to give you the stockbroker that has paid the most to be at the top of the list of recommendations as opposed to if you've been following someone on social media and you know someone by name, you're like, Alexa, I want to work with Jim Sorensen or whoever it is. And like, that's the power of why you need to brand yourself, especially in the voice economy. So, so important. Oh yeah. Uh, people that are doing it now, you guys, you know, people that stick with it or start now and stick with it or start next year and stick with it. You're going to be in a damn good position come five, six, seven, eight yeah. years. I agree with that 100%. And, and I'll be the first to tell you too, I hate posting on social media, but <laughs> I know it, it's necessary to grow, right? I mean, because like, like we talked about before, like we have listeners in all these different countries, but that probably would not be possible without social media in my opinion. 
social media is just your ability to put everything into the whole entire world. And, and it's, you know, kind of up to the algorithms, the system to let them find it. So I just think podcasting is huge. And I think, I think the other side of that is podcasting gives people a voice because it seemed like before, you know, if you wanted to have a voice, you had to be a celebrity. You had to post enough stuff on social media where enough people organically liked it. But now with podcasts, it's so easy to start one and it's so easy to talk about your story. And sure, you hear some podcasts and you're like, you kind of suck, but I commend <laughs> you for actually starting and doing it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just think podcasting is, is just really transforming the landscape of how people can communicate and get their story out into the world because everyone, and I, I've said it with you know me and my wife's personal financial journey, everyone has a different story. Everyone has a different journey that's unique. And that story and or journey will resonate with somebody somewhere in the world. You don't know it, but you just got to put it out there and hope that the right person finds it. Seven and a half billion people in the world and at least a quarter of them are online. So oh, yeah. uh, you definitely just put yourself out there and it, your tribe will find you. I say that all the time. Like you will be able to find a tribe of people that like what you're about or that just maybe want to be like you or maybe that just are, are enjoy what you're talking about. Like whatever, like whatever the reason is for listening, like there will be people who listen if you keep doing it. Yep. So like I said before, it's got to be repeatable and fun for you. You got to enjoy doing it for no money. And if you continue to go at it, and continue to to do it day in and day out every week, you'll be all right. And also, I think it's key too. This is another big one: is that there needs to be a reason why people are listening to your podcast. You know, you can't just start a podcast as a just a regular average Joe and expect people to listen if you're just talking about different random topics every week, unless right. you're like really, really funny or like, like a Logan Paul. Uh, Logan Paul yeah, can yeah. do that because he's already famous. Yeah, he's right? already established brand. Like Logan Paul. He's not a, I wouldn't say he's a fantastic podcaster, but he's a fantastic brand mm-hmm. who is able to do a podcast now because of his brand built up. Right. Whereas right. if you're on the opposite side of this coin, which like you and I are starting our brands as we're podcasting, like we need to give people a reason to listen to our shows. People aren't just going to listen to some random guy talk about, you know, bullshit about different things in life when uh, they are want to learn something. So you need to be entertaining and educational. So mm-hmm. learning stories, Absolutely. talking about things, but that actually helps people and is productive. I think that's the keys to the kingdom. Yep, 100%. So we're going to start wrapping up, but wrapping all this up about podcasting too, and we talked about a lot. If someone were to start a podcast today, what would be your number one piece of advice for them? I know there's a lot out there, but what would be your number one piece of advice for people starting today? You need to dedicate 90% of your time that you think you need to dedicate to like, um, that you think you would want to dedicate to like finding a mic or like how to do it. Like you just, but you need to dedicate 90% of your time to just sitting and thinking about your concept. Like you need to actually just think about what you want it to be. You need to outline every, like outline how the structure of the show is going to be, who you want it to listen, who you want to have listening to your podcast. Like what's your avatar that you're going after? Like, is it a teenage girl who cares about fashion or is it like a 50 year old guy who cares about uh, his nest egg or what financial or whatever? Like you just need to think about what your plan is, because if you just start executing, I know a lot of people say you need to take imperfect action and perfect action all the time. And I say that all the time, but for podcasting, if you just start talking into a mic randomly and then just start uploading randomly, nobody is going to listen. You need to have a structure. You need to have a structured scheduled amount of posts you're you're essentially turning yourself into like a tv show you're Mm -hmm. you are netflix you are the you are the show 
yep. and you need to give people a legit time and reason to actually listen. And uh, you can only do that if you take time to think it out beforehand and plan your moves like a chess game. You need to plan out 15 moves ahead uh, to actually achieve success. But it doesn't say it doesn't mean you can't change your game plan, but you need to be able to understand that it's something that's important to have a game plan when you're beginning. Yep. I agree with that 100%. And I think that's a good piece of advice for those not only wanting to start a podcast, but you know, even with the imperfect action piece you said with anything, just do it. Just start. Of course, be somewhat calculated, but just do it. Because I think, you know, it was such a cliche thing with like Nike saying, just do it. And then like, I never really <laughs> understood it until I started this, but it really is true. Like, just do it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but you're never going to know if it, it's not going to work until you try. And just like we talked about before, Jeff Bezos had no clue Amazon was going to work. But if he had that negative thought in his head, like it's not going to work, I'm not even going to try. Think about a world without Amazon. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, everyone starts with zero followers. Everyone starts with zero listeners. Everyone starts with zero money for mm -hmm. their business. They're starting a business. So like, I think I saw a quote the other day that cracked me up. It was like they were into business maybe a couple years and they were all packing their packages like on the floor. And he's, and he's like, this is really hurting my back or I, my knees. Like, you know what we should get? He's like knee pads. And then his associate is like, no, you know what we should get? Packing tables. So we don't have to bend <laughs> down and like package stuff in the boxes themselves. Like, you know, he's like, that's brilliant. <laughs> it's like Jeff Bezos definitely isn't the smartest man in the world, but he's one of the most savvy. Like yeah. that's all it takes. You don't have to be book smart to be successful in business. You just have to be persistent. It's got to be strategic. Yeah, yeah. persistent. And, and I think you have to continuously learn. If you go into a podcast, starting the business, whatever, already thinking you know everything, you're going to fail. And of course, 100%. you know, some people, maybe that does work, but it's very select few. And I think that you're putting yourself in a position to win if you realize from the start that I'm not where I want to be yet. And you always exactly. operate from that perspective. But I like to end my episodes with a little rapid fire questions. Sure. I have nothing to do with the podcast. The rules are you have five seconds to answer roughly. And your first answer is your final answer. All right. Might be tough, but we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always on the other end of this. I always ask rapid questions to my really? guests, but I, it's rare <laughs> that I get to answer rapid questions. So we'll see how I do. So question number one, would you rather have your nose surgically removed or your ears surgically removed? Uh, ears. Okay. Would you rather fight 100 duck-sized horses <laughs> or one horse-sized duck? Uh, the 100 duck-sized horses. I think I would too. Kick them, <laughs> kick them around. If you had to skip one meal for the rest of your life, would you rather skip breakfast or dinner? Breakfast, easily. I would really? always skip breakfast, yeah. It's bad. It's the most important meal of the day, man. <laughs> you got to start making that more important. <laughs> well, I typically eat like cereal or something, but like uh, if I had to skip it, it'd be breakfast for sure. <laughs> and for a whole year, would you rather go without showering, without internet? Without showering, because if I didn't have internet, then I wouldn't be able to do podcasting. That's what, <laughs> that's what I'm about. So there we go. I'll be smelly for a year or for all, as long as it takes. And then final question, what is your most valuable asset, yourself or your time? That is a good one. Um, my most valuable asset, I think they're both intertwined. 
but okay. I, I believe it's it's my and what I'm doing with myself in the time that I have. I think is the answer. But I, I that's a good. I mean, it's an opinion. So <laughs> I love it, man. Love it. Well, Aaron, I appreciate it, man. Where, where can my audience find you and your podcast on social media? Sure. Um, I do lots of Instagramming. So if you want to go to my personal account, you can get to all the other accounts from there. The personal is Aaron B. Patton. Aaron B as in boy, Patton, P-A-T-T-O-N. And uh, you can get to all the accounts that I run from there. Uh, it's newageinfluencers.com, AaronBPatton.com. It all goes to the same places. But, uh, yeah, that's about it. Awesome. I'll link all of that in the description. Let him know what you thought of the episode. And Aaron, appreciate your time, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. I'm posting episodes every day in January at 6 a.m. Central Time, and they're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any other major podcasting platform. Check out our social media linked in the description and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll catch you next time.